All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Well, as I was just complaining to you, things are not well. Uh, I apologize to Jake listeners because he just waited 22 minutes for me. My computer crashed. Nothing's working. And, uh, you know, it means nothing to the listeners. No, I, I, I don't mind. I actually, I didn't have like a crazy busy morning anyway. And I, I normally it's on my end. So uh, there we go. <laughs> All right, um, let's jump in. I want to talk about something that just happened. We are recording. Uh, we're heading into the Christmas season, and uh, lots of travel coming up for both of us, lots of busy schedules. So it is Tuesday, December 10th. This won't post for six more days on New Podcast Monday. So as always, uh, if we are not covering something, it's because we recorded when we could find the time to record, and that is Tuesday, December 10th. So this just happened yesterday, and... Um, Longtime listeners will know that we've touched on impeachment, but we don't really talk about it a bunch because everyone's fucking talking about it. And I find that it's being so overcovered to the point where it's just fucking annoying now. And here's why. Yesterday, something akin to the uh, pen, what was it called? Shit. The, the, the papers, the Vietnam papers that exposed Pentagon papers. The Pentagon papers. I was thinking the Panama Papers, the the finance papers that came out last year or two years ago that was supposed to expose all the world's billionaires and how they hid their money. Um, they exposed how Vietnam was an unwinnable war, and America knew that, the United States knew that years and years in advance, that it was unwinnable. Well, yesterday, a 400-page... No, I'm sorry, interviews with four... A document containing f- interviews with 400 uh, insiders show basically the same thing about Afghanistan, that for the past 18 years, we've known that it is an unwinnable war, and yet we keep covering it up and keep Oh, yeah, man. We've been, we've been talking about it on the podcast constantly. Uh, and yeah. We're well, not constantly, but, like, you know, we've, we, we've been saying it. I, I think everybody kind of knows that. Well, the thing to me is what I what I understand. That's why we haven't done it in the in the previous 17 and a half years. Right. <laughs> like, it's kind of a long time for a war, you know what I'm saying? Well, what, what, yeah, I've, I, the, the thing I saw a couple, when we hit year 18, is someone said, um, a kid born to, uh, a kid born 18 years ago could be drafted into a war that his father fought if, you know, if his father was deployed. Right. I mean, I, dude, it's, it's a whole different world. Like, I, I can tell kids stuff that blows their minds. Like, I came up to a kid the other day on the train and I was like, I, I, I said, hey, you, you see how you're listening to all your music and it's all on your phone and you have every song you've ever heard of right there? Well, when I was your age and I wanted to listen to a song, um, we had no troops in Afghanistan. And he was like, what? No, we've always had <laughs> troops in Afghanistan. What are you talking about? Well, Since Washington. It's the American way. No instinct, goddammit. Well, the American way must be to repeat patterns to do the same thing over and over because again with vietnam you you'd think that they would learn and say okay we held all these interviews we knew the war was not winnable so we covered it up and and hid it away and said it'll never get found and yet we love making the same mistakes over and over again that's why we got 350 million people in two parties like that's just that's up (laughs) apparently so uh my whole point with all this is bringing it around to why i talked about impeachment is that was not even huge news yesterday. It was sort of breaking news. There's this report is coming out that we've always known we can't win. And I have pulled up right now the front page of MSN 
um, which which shows the trending stories in order of which people are clicking on them and finding them important. Number one, impeachment. Number two, impeachment. Uh, number three, something about a school shooting. Yeah, number four, MSNBC, right? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian sellout for bringing up Afghanistan. Is, is that on there? Is that is that leading on there? No, number four is uh, the Patriots caught taping uh, sidelines again. <laughs> number really? five is Bill Cosby. And then number six is the first article on Afghanistan. But it's not about the bombshell that we've always known. It was unwinnable. It w- it's interviews with troops that are unhappy knowing that they sacrificed and their friends sacrificed and they lost people they know and loved and friends all for something that was unwinnable. And then number seven is uh, Ivanka Trump and her scarves, scarves, um, a singer from Roxette, then Bill Belichick again, Patriots, then mortgages, Bachelor in Paradise. So yeah, one. Well, the- here's here's the thing. Here's and, and this is why like mainstream media in this country is fucking garbage, and it and it sucks. I think I it's, just read why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but here's here's why this isn't getting more coverage than than it should. Is because both parties own this fucking war. Both parties yes. have had full terms. In, in office while this is in here so they can't point to this and be like look the other party fucked up you remember when the democrats were like the anti-war party they they were the no blood for oil party and then they got a guy in there and they're like oh look he's a progressive hero he he, he bombs people but he looks a little different you know what I mean? like and and so they they were just like fuck it we're, we're just not we're not going to talk about it anymore you know and so it, it basically neither party can point to the other side and be like they're responsible for Afghanistan. So they're they're gonna it, it, they they just don't bring it up. You know, it's just kind of like both parties were kind of had a lot of Complicit. people tied to that Epstein thing, and it was very convenient that he killed himself. So that's not in the news either, and, and neither is following up on anything he was doing. And I mean, and that's why I get. You're absolutely right, and that's why I bring up impeachment, because that is a fun cage match for stupid people to watch two sides shout at one another, impeach him, he did nothing wrong, impeach him, he did nothing wrong. And that's, that's, that is sucking up so much of the news, there isn't time or space or interest in other stories when there should be. It's, it's, I'm sure it'll be one of those at the end of the year, they always talk about the ten stories we didn't pay enough attention to. This has to be one of them, and because... I mean, Trump's big thing was, I'm going to end all the wars, and we still have 14,000 troops in Afghanistan, even though we technically Yeah, won. he, that wasn't his big thing, though. That was a thing he would kind of, every now and then you'd hear him something, you'd hear him mention something along the lines of, I, I don't want to be the world's police and all that, which is which is great. You know, it's, it's a fine, it's a fine point, fine, um, fine, I, I, I guess, um, philosophy, right? Um, that it's being Tulsi said, Gabbard's too, and look where that got her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Tulsi Gabbard's, and the Democratic Party are but the fuck. Hillary Clinton called her a Russian agent, and barely any of the candidates came out to to renounce that. I mean, so, some of them did, you know, but they she called her a fucking Russian agent because she's actually talking to the other side. And go, you know, like they're they're saying she's she's like a sellout, basically. And oh, you're you're going on on, you know, like Fox and Breitbart and stuff. And it's like, yeah, shouldn't you be trying to reach out to the other side and get them to see your point of view? Maybe maybe that has something to do with why you fucking lost it. Oh, that's that's just those are the news outlets for for Nazis, right? We'll just call them Nazis, and and 
just fucking demonize everybody who's disagreed with us about anything um, on the far left, and then and then wonder why we lost twenty twenty again uh, come January twenty twenty one. Well, and that's that's why I can't remember if we talked about this last week or in the past. One of, one of the first things that turned my head and made me go, "Huh, who's this Pete Buttigieg guy?" is when he did a Fox, Fox Town Hall, and I remember. Right. When he announced that he was going to do a Fox Town Hall, Elizabeth Warren immediately came out and said, "I would never go on that side. I would never go on Fox. They just—they're—they're uh, they're a negative propaganda machine." She—she she, she just shit all over it. And meanwhile, when Buttigieg went on, I saw clips, and he was captivating and speaking very honestly and plainly and intelligently to the Fox crowd and even Trump was upset saying you know how dare they have Democrats on what happened to Fox News I thought right. they were there. and it's like Buttigieg had it right you go there you talk to everyone and, and I think Tulsi Gabbard's got it right too I'm not saying I agree with her uh, stance on literally everything but I, there's none of them I agree with their stance on everything for so I, this demonization it, by just the mainstream left of of Telsey Gabbard for especially a, a talking point that under Bush that was very much a liberal talking point the um, no more sending troops for you know as she calls them regime change wars I think that's a that's a fair name um, yeah. this thing where where there and then and then she gets demonized by people like Hillary Clinton because oh. Um, if if we pull out of these endless wars over there, well then then Russia might start, you know, muscling into the area, and you're making Russia. But that is such a right wing fucking talking point. As of you, you know what I mean? Even like ten years ago, well, but it's, I was going to say just, it used to be because we just gave uh, uh, Syria to Russia when we pulled out, and we uh, Turkey and Russia have the alliance. Right. And it was the Democrats that were saying, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Whereas if Obama had done that. Republicans would have shit they would, bricks that it, he gave it, up. Both Syria. both sides, both sides would have been completely one eighty based on the um the color of the tie of the guy that did it. Um, it's 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 fucking ridiculous. Um, I I'm not gonna say I sort of see that one both ways. I I do think we should be trying to pull out of there. And yes, when you pull out of there, initially you're gonna have people going, "Oh, you made our enemies weaker. What about our allies and stuff like that?" And I, I'm not I'm not saying that you know you shouldn't be still giving aid to people. Um, that that you can't leave small task force to. I, I, I get that there's some nuances there. I'm not like a total idealistic. Uh, isolationist i'm almost that but not quite uh that being said well, to anybody let me let me quick interrupt uh, to anybody that might be a newer uh jake has spent time over there jake was in the military so jake has seen firsthand that is where his point of view comes from so continue jake i just want to give that background to people that might not know you served in afghanistan and well, Iraq, i don't think that necessarily or... validates my opinion anymore i mean you know i well, think i'm just saying it, it creates a point of view it's 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 better than sure, anybody sure. that's just an uh, an armchair expert so so go ahead right but i i don't think you need to be an armchair expert at all to go like hey um how long have we been in Afghanistan? Almost 20 years. What are we doing there right now? No one knows. What's our end state? No one knows. I don't think this is a great idea. I don't think you need to be that bright to, to, to come up with that conclusion. I, I don't think I don't think you need to go over there firsthand. I, I think you can very you you can very objectively look at that situation and and go, what what the fuck are we doing there at this point? You know? Yeah. 
Absolutely, and the way you said it a second ago made me think. Uh, this is stupid, but you made me think that oh, in it's a couple crazy. Of years, Afghanistan will be old enough to vote, or oh, it's and old enough to but vote. in a couple they'll be old enough to buy a drink. Right, exactly. You know, and and the only arguments they've heard in their lifetime, uh, you, you know, since they've been old enough to kind of comprehend, because yeah, maybe when they were a little younger, you know, that that's when the left actually gave a shit about no blood for oil or whatever. But the only thing, uh, well, the, the, the war chances were a little was different way now. back before it, this. Right, yeah. It, the war chance used to be, hell no, we won't go, and no blood for oil. Now it's, um, there has been a war in Afghanistan for almost two years, and that bigot in the White House won't let transgender people go and get blown up to make seven guys in Texas rich, too. That's bullshit. And it's like, I, I agree with you on, on, on trans rights, but is that your only problem with a two-decade war, Democrats? No, also, there's no vegan option in the chow hall. We need to kill... Uh, children without killing chickens. Lots of the materials for the bombs are not compostable. And when they go in the ground, they need to compost after they blow up a wedding party. I want economically and environmentally sustainable war crimes. That's 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 the left now. That's the mainstream. Oh, and if, if you talk about what I'm saying right now, um, according to our, our last uh, nominee uh, on the Democratic side, uh, I, I'm a Russian agent. I'm a Russian agent for what I'm saying right now. This is Russian propaganda, people. Yes, I in in not deference to Hillary Clinton, but um, I think she spoke inelegantly and then tried to um, backtrack on what she said and explain further. And I can hear her point when she says that Russian agents can use what Tulsi's saying to create wedges and divides because that's what they do is she is not like a spy or an agent for russia but with all the the race baiting that russia did um during 2016 okay, well then, and was, since, okay that, fair, that fair enough sense. mrs clinton uh was was kamala harris a russian agent when she pointed out the busing thing with joe biden oh exactly it's it's was it, well, it, they, you can't disagree on anything i mean this that's crazy well, that's what I was just saying, is that Russia was doing race baiting starting in 2015 and, and continues to do so. They did a, it just came out this week that I don't remember, like 60, 70% of uh, race bait headlines or, ooh, cop shoots this guy or cop shoots that uh, African-American were Russian bots trying to sow dissension. They just want chaos. It, it has nothing to do with even focus or vote for this candidate okay. or that. So they then, just like chaos. So if someone disagrees, they'll jump on that. Not that Tulsi's in the wrong at all, but Hillary just really misspoke. And it, it it's kind of shitty to think that, uh, that a Democratic candidate has to toe the line 100% or they'll be taken advantage of or be accused of being a Russian agent. It, it, it's just pathetic. But that's where right, we're at. right. But I would, I would then argue, and I've I've pointed this out before that as as serious as as the the, the Russian hacking is, and as much as they they need to fucking you, you know get on Facebook to do something about that, um, I I do believe that the especially the mainstream left way overblows how much um, how effective that stuff was. And, and the scope of what they actually did, because what, what you're talking about now is retweeting stuff that's already going on. Uh, this, this, well, they're, they're retweeting stuff about cops shooting black people. You know, you know who else does that? Everybody on the left. 
everybody on the left who's not a Russian agent, like everybody retweets those goddamn things. So what I mean, should we just not talk about any racial issues anymore? Is that helping Russia? Should we never shut up about any any anything racist that goes on in the criminal justice system? I don't think so. I don't think that that should be considered a, a Russian bot talking point. Uh, so by Hillary Clinton saying that, oh, she's she's being used as a Russian bot. It's like, it's like you just don't like it because she's she's disagreeing with the mainstream left, um, which you guys on on your hawkish war policies and you're you're accusing her of basically um, emboldening the other side. Which I, I would make the argument that you're doing that. I would make the argument that hawkish Democrats uh, take away the, the the sort of international credibility and hawkish Republicans too. It's not just you know um, they, they 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 take away our credibility internationally and and make us look like corporate shills as a country. I honestly think that there is, a, and this is sad, nothing we can do that there will not. It, there will be a way to exploit any stance you take, no matter what happens. There will be someone out there saying, okay, well, that's how this person feels. How do we exploit that? I, I right, think that right. no matter what we do, there will be a way to exploit it and divide us, because we apparently really like being divided. On right, because everything. under that same logic, we should we should then be getting the government to shut down the social media pa- platforms of Black Lives Matter. If, if if there was Russian bots retweeting it, that means it's it's Russian information. So or you know, it's Russian propaganda, and that's that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like that's the same that is, that is the same logic that she's using with with Tulsi Gabbard. And it's like you can't just you can't say anything that that people disagree on at all is now propaganda for Russians because they're retweeting it. You know who else retweet shit? about political things they, they disagree with every fucking person on Facebook and Twitter, you know? That's why I would make the argument that Russian bots are kind of wasting their time and money. They should just let Alex Jones go, let him, you know, buy him, buy him a glass of scotch, put a tape recorder in front of him, because that guy is going to say something fucking crazier that, than you'd ever dream up in a Russian lab where you're trying to think of, of crazy things to make people uh, not trust each other in America. I don't know. Uh, sex ring in a pizza basement pizza joint that doesn't have a pizza run by Hillary Clinton. That that was pretty crazy. Russia Russia did a solid with that one. That that one was pretty. Crazy. I don't know, man. That was but see, Alex Jones was on that one too. So like, who gets credit for it? No, I didn't know he was on that one. I just know oh, that. Oh fuck that yeah, one, dude. That one got violent. So whoever thought that one up? Uh, once you get someone to get gunplay involved, you you. you oh you no, that's Camp Jones. That's Camp Jones. Uh, the Kremlin was jealous of that one. <laughs> they were like, "How do we?" They really thought there was there was pedophile ring in basement basement of pizza place. You know, like yeah, Putin was just like he was he was you know he was in the boardroom of his bots just yelling at him like, "Come on, you got to try harder." We're getting beat by this fat idiot in Texas. We're the Kremlin, you fucks. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, we can revisit this next week because I think it'll be interesting and and possibly sad to see how. The report I mentioned plays out over the course of the week, the, the, how we got on this subject, the idea that we are uh, not able to win in Afghanistan, which is what everybody said going in. Everybody, like Russia, that was their favorite. They're like, oh, yeah, we had fun in Afghanistan. It uh, destroyed our entire country. So, yeah, America, go have fun. So it'll be interesting to see if this makes a splash or, as it sadly looks like it's going to, it just gets rolled over by impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Oh, I'm 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 betting impeachment, impeachment, Trump tweet, impeachment, 
uh, drunk celebrity tweet, impeachment, impeachment. I think that's the news for the next six months. Well, that, I, I love that you said that because uh, that that's something I wanted to segue to, and I didn't, again, send it to you. I sent you something different, but it's football-related. Uh, drunk uh, celebrity tweet. This is this is. She wasn't drunk, but did you hear anything about Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend at uh, the Patriots game on Sunday? I did not. I don't think I saw this article either. Okay, uh, she uh, said that fans were making fun of her and being mean to her, and security had to come move her. And the reason I, the only reason I bring it up because I sent you a couple football links, and this sort of, we we can talk about football for a little bit. Um, Look, obviously, if you are wearing the opposing team's jersey, you're going to get a little shit. If it gets violent or threatening or scary, that's bad. But if it's, you know, you suck, you suck, sit down. You know, like, apparently she was standing and cheering. And they're like, sit down, sit the fuck down. Because, you know, their team is losing. Of course, they're going to yell shit, right? Yeah, uh, right. The the part to me where it gets funny or sad and, and is is that... Everyone's talking about uh, the threat to her safety. Nobody's talking about her her relative IQ. And you read these tweets, and she's just a dummy. She it's it's sure. <laughs> um, I I pulled them up, and then my computer crashed. And uh, she she said, uh, "Shouldn't standing be allowed?" A L O U D for one thing. Okay, that's not a typo. A typo is where she said she was supposed to say "security came and get us" instead of "came." She replaced an N with an M. That's a typo. But you look at these tweets, and it's like. But the thing I sent you that I thought was funny was Antonio Brown's apology for inexcusable behavior. Did you see that article? I sent you that. Did you read? Yes. Yes. Now, what no one is talking about, this article came and went. Antonio Brown has uh, been... All right, I hope, I hope you're going where I think you're going with this. He clearly had a ghostwriter yes, for this statement. Yes, that's it. No oh one's my talking God. about the fact that he has tweeted <laughs> a million things that are incoherent, written by someone that looks like a, a third grader wrote them, and then he comes out with this beautiful, yes. wonderfully written, flowing apology, and it's like he did not write that. Why is no one pointing out that he did not write his own apology? Yeah, yeah. Because all the other tweets is like, else he wrote. "Yo, bitch, you dumb as fuck. I bust on your back. People think you lying, bitch. You crazy." And then this is like, "Gone are the days in this fine <laughs> nation that one can redeem himself from the uh, transgressions in which he uh, like." It's it's the craziest thing. Like, it's you got it. No, that's you, you didn't you didn't write this. No, and, and I wish I I wish someone would point that out. I don't know if it's okay so let's tie this into another football thing did you hear about the announcer for san francisco and him getting in trouble oh a little bit i'm gonna need i'm gonna need a refresher okay, in a nutshell uh he, he was a defensive lineman so he knows what it's like to be a defensive lineman now he is a sports analyst uh and he said again he could have chosen better wording but Richard Sherman and a couple other players, African-American players, have come out and said, no, we get what he was trying to say. He's not racist. He said that Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the um, Ravens, who is fucking amazing, has a slight advantage in that the uniform he was wearing has dark colors, and he is an African-American man holding a brown football. So when he does a sneak... There is a millisecond. He's a great athlete, but there's one second where you go, shit, where's the ball? And that's all a great athlete needs 
to fool you and get a first down or a touchdown when he's running a play fake. That He said you can't do it. If you're a white guy holding a brown ball, you have a brown ball against white skin, that doesn't really work. Mm. And fucking people lost their shit. They're, they're screaming like, oh, racism, how dare they reduce his athleticism to the color of his skin? And it's like, he's not. And so with this Antonio Brown thing... I wonder if it's the same thing. If they're saying, you know what, if you point out the fact that every tweet he's ever written is just, it's not English, it's just someone mashing their hands against a keyboard, and like you said, I, I come, I, I, I shoot my shit on your back, bitch, and this is an elegant, using words like organizations, which he could not spell, if if it's gonna get you're gonna get charged with racism because you're saying oh a black man can't tweet or he can't write it's like no not saying a black man can't write saying antonio brown has shown that he cannot write this so i wonder if there is a fear of racism involved like if you make an accusation you're just going to be told you're racist it's one of the now yeah you know what it is is uh, you'd probably get a few psychos out there but also it's just like it's not just a, a normal football player. It's also a guy that was, you know, pre, pre, pretty seemingly credibly accused of rape. You know, it doesn't seem like a weird, like, oh, there's an anonymous lady that said she had a future. Like, there, there wasn't a whole lot of room for interpretation on those accusations. You know what I'm saying? Like, that guy, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's pretty fucked up. But um, I... It's one of those things where I I probably wouldn't come out and say mention that if I was a um, oh if I was a sportscaster just because there's no way to really fucking prove it. I mean I mean yeah you look at them side by side and you're like yeah that's that's totally what happened. But if I if I have to prove in a court of law that this guy didn't write the tweets then I I, I can't you yeah, know I mean you can't. there's no evidence yeah. other than what you see with your own eyes you you know it. You, you you know it 100%, but since you weren't in the room when it was right. being written, you cannot prove it unless someone steps forward. Yeah. It's it's like, um, you, you know, did Epstein kill himself? We, we all know he didn't, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the cameras were off. And so the the, the same cameras were, were, were broken when Antonio Brown was... was it's, it's Antonio Brown, right? Yes. Yeah, when when he was sending these uh, the, these new uh, seven paragraph uh, 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 paragraph apology that, that that reads like a Dickens novel. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Well, let's go. Si- let's uh, continue on the football path. Um, Michael Vick. People are signing um, petitions saying he, he's been named a captain of the Pro Bowl, the 2020 Pro Bowl uh, game, which is funny because. And people are saying that he should not be allowed because of uh, his past transgressions with dogfighting. Um, he he spent time in prison in 2007, over 10 years ago. He right. paid his debt to society, and since then he has been an animal rights activist. I just, are, is that where we are now as a nation? Look, I love animals. When he went to jail, I was happy he went to jail because I found it disgusting. I thought the, I, it just... I don't even want to get into it. It's fucking gross. The idea of dog fighting or treating a living creature like that. However, once you go to jail and pay your debts to society and you show contrition and you set down a new path, that's no longer enough. That's where we are in society where, no, he did this 10 years ago. And even though he has become an animal rights activist and 
it's not like he got to college and said, ooh, I want to get into dogfighting. He was raised a certain way where dogfighting was okay. He had to be retrained. He had to be educated and shown, no, this is not okay. And he seems to have embraced the, oh, I understand now that it's not okay. And, and so we, I guess we don't forgive anymore. And the thing I find most funny about this is it's the Pro Bowl. It's the football game that nobody watches. It's a glorified scrimmage that takes place after the season is over where nobody wants to get hurt. So every player is playing at like 20%. It's- here's, my, here's my cynical conspiracy theory side. I think the NFL is trying to drum up this, this controversy themselves just to get people to care about the Pro Bowl. That's, my, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I think is going on. That would be the only reason to be interested in the Pro Bowl uh, to, to, to get yeah you are absolutely I think, I think right. right now I think right now Putin is in Moscow going <laughs> look at what the NFL social media people did also why is my accent German why is Jake so bad at doing accents but either, either way go get me get me the guys who work for NFL the Kremlin social media team sucks uh, all you're doing is retweeting or maybe this is a Russian bot idea <laughs> you, you think you think you think this is maybe uh, Putin's trying to get Putin, people not to Putin watch football snuck, anymore? No, Putin snuck someone into the NFL and said, "Hey, uh, I got an idea. Michael Vick is a captain for the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl because he knew that it would sow uh, dissent and discord like he likes." And yeah. now he's sitting back and laughing as we all argue over the Pro Bowl. But well, I asked I asked my good friend Hillary Clinton about that. She said that both Michael Vick and Colin Kaepernick work for Russia. Uh, they're both Russian agents. So interesting. D- do with that what you will, listeners. We have to research that. But seriously, my personal point of view is I hate what he did, but he seems to have turned a corner in his life a long time ago. And if that's not enough for some people, wow. You right, yeah. Really are I, a fucking asshole to be that I unforgiving. Mean, it, it is, and, you know, do I think that a lot of this... Um, animal rights, advocate stuff, yeah, that's that's clearly a, um, you know, a, a PR move. I, you know, right. I, I don't think you but go you do from... That uh, for a day and then you move on. He seems to have stuck with it. Like, I think he gets that, okay, I can't just do this for a week or a month or a year. He Yeah, but even then, it's sort of like, you don't go from nailing live dogs to trees and setting them on fire to... the. The CEO of PETA. You know what I'm saying? It just it doesn't it doesn't happen. Even that what's that guy? Uh, General Butt Naked in Liberia, the Liberian yeah, general yeah. who was like eating kids, and now he's like he he converted and he found Jesus, and he's an evangelical minister. Even that they they do interviews with the guys, and and, and you're like, nah, I still get a very cannibally vibe off of you. You know what I mean? I, I can't help but feel like you're just doing this for uh, selfish reasons. Fuck, I had a thought, then I lost it. Ah, God damn it. Yeah, you know, that, that being said, I, I yeah, I, I can see why somebody wouldn't necessarily be a huge fan of the guy now. I, I get why maybe you wouldn't want to buy your kid a Michael Vick jersey. Although, fun story, I did buy my Chihuahua Samson a Michael Vick jersey when he was a puppy. <laughs> I have a picture. He's wearing a Michael Vick jersey. If that picture cannot bring the internet together on this issue, then you're all just a bunch of fucking Russian bots. Just take it from my good friend Hillary Clinton. You disagreed with her on something. You're I, Russian. I, I remember what thought I had, and I, I would put money on this. I'm going to go ahead and bet that the majority of people that are outraged by this don't really watch football anyway. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Although, I, you know, I... Yeah, because that's the thing. 
did he do something horrible? Yes, but a like like he pointed out, he he did go to prison for it, and you know lost a lot of money. He was pulled out of a hundred million dollar contract when he went to prison. You know, so the guy the guy spent a, a year and a half in like actual fucking prison. It wasn't like a white collar country club prison. Like that dude did prison time, and then also, yeah, torturing animals, fucking terrible. That being said, there's guys that are on the Baltimore Ravens that did the same thing to their kids that Michael Vick did to those dogs. And they haven't served a single day in it. Their entire defensive line and did the, the same thing to their kids. Adrian and the Redskins. is still, uh, still playing yes. for the Redskins, and he beat the shit out of his kid. He went Michael Vick on his own child and then put it on Instagram. He's crazy. I also, I just had this thought too. Not only will I bet that the majority of people that are offended that Michael Vick uh, has been named as a captain of the Pro Bowl, that they do not watch football, I would further bet that an overwhelming majority of the people offended by the Michael Vick naming as a captain of the Pro Bowl also believe in giving felons the right to vote in Florida. When people yes. get stripped of their right to vote, they're like, oh, once they serve their, their time, they should get their right back to vote. It's, it's a very interesting hypocrisy, and I yes. would bet that they feel exactly the same way. I hate we, Michael yeah. Vick and give that guy the right to vote. He served his time. Yeah, ex- exactly. We have a, a sort of thing in our country where like, it, it, we, we don't like to let people come back. We don't, we don't like to let them do their time that i think that mentality has a lot to do and people think it kind of started with social media and cancel culture and all this i i I think it's it's something a lot more uh just sort of ingrained in us as a culture and a lot of that has to do with why we have the highest percentage of our population in prison than any other country on the planet is because we have this thing where it's like oh do your time but then oh but then you come out and you're going to be on parole for a while and one slip up your back in there oh oh you want a job yeah we just ran your criminal background uh we don't hire uh you know people that were in prison here and so uh you, you can maybe get a job at mcdonald's or something um you know but that's that's it so okay you're back to selling heroin now because you don't like McDonald's, well, then I guess you're just meant to be a criminal, you know. And that's that's the way we are with this shit, you know. It's either it's either someone uh, did did nothing wrong and they're they're completely fine and there should be no stigma about them whatsoever, or they should never be able to work again. And I I fucking hate that they're not in, in prison right now for whatever they did. And that's just kind of the way it is. That being said, I don't know if you've seen this, but I I've been seeing these um. The arguments have been fucking strange for Vic this time around because I think roughly every four years, just like elections, we have um, people getting upset about Michael Vick. And it's strange. I don't know the timing of it. Um, I don't know if that's some, some sort of convenient thing that either helps the Republicans, helps the Democrats. Uh, but it, every four years, people get upset about Michael Vick. And um, this time around, I've been seeing interesting arguments where people have been posting some article and then arguing on my Facebook wall about how um, people that are upset about Michael Vick um, are basically racist and don't give a fuck about black people, which is kind of funny to me because I'm like, I don't, you guys cle- who are saying that clearly don't know racists because racists eh, really don't care about animals much either. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Not a whole lot of dudes running around with PETA shirts and MAGA hats. You just don't see that anywhere. They're the kind of guys that when the the dog does something wrong, they kick it or they take it out back and shoot it. Yes, exactly. In fact, my my, my racist Uncle Cletus has said that um, he... 
he also owns a Michael Vick jersey because he's, quote, one of the good ones. And he doesn't say that about many. Uh, he said that about Michael Vick. Well, I think that goes to what we were talking about earlier is throwing the label of racist at someone is just the easiest way out of an argument where you just – that's just the – it's the brick wall. If you, you if you're having a discussion and it turns heated and you start yelling, you just not oh, racist, and then there's no more discussion after that. It because. is, and it really doesn't make sense for this one because I guarantee there's not a single person on on this fucking earth who hates both Colin Kaepernick and Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? There's just not people sending out those tweets. That guy doesn't exist. Well, all right, he um, there is one guy. His name's Terry, and he lives in a very small town in Oklahoma, and he, uh, yeah, he's he's a very mixed guy politically. He's like, uh, yeah, the one thing I hate in this world more than factory farming is uh, Mexicans. I uh, I don't like Mexicans. We need a, 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 a vegan, healthy, plant-based diets, and we need a wall. That's that's those are the two things I need the most out of um, out of twenty twenty. Uh, that would be the dream. Well, it's tough for him. He can't find he can't find a political party, man. He's uh y- you know, he split everything. Everything contradicts itself with him. He's just like uh I I believe that men need to quit making laws that uh you know, dictate what a woman can or cannot do with her own reproductive health. Uh government should not tell women what to do with her uterus unless the ultrasound comes back and the baby is gay, then she should have to get rid of it. That's God's loss, not man's loss. He's, he's also a feminist, um, y- you know, homophobic dude as well. <laughs> I was wondering, yeah, feminist homophobic. Marijuana is a terrible gateway drug and should be illegal. They should legalize shrooms, though. I like shrooms. I'm a big shrooms guy. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's talk racism um, because... Again, another story that I think should have been, I don't want to say bigger, but uh, it caught my eye, but it came and went, and no one really seemed to say anything about it. Nikki Haley was interviewed by Glenn Beck, someone that uh, shouldn't exist, and she made some pretty interesting statements that uh, until 2015, when Dylan Roof went into an African-American, shirt, uh, African-American church and shot uh, black people, the Confederate flag was a symbol of heritage, but he hijacked it and turned it into a symbol of racism. And then she said that the liberal media wanted to make the church shooting all about race. And, uh, wow, those are some pretty interesting statements. First of all, Dylan Roof was an avowed white supremacist who specifically targeted a black church. Yeah, that, that one kind of was all about race. Yes, uh, he it said was. it, and as he was shooting people, he goes, this one is all about race. So, yeah, like he's the shooter made it all about race. And as far as the Confederate flag goes, uh, being about heritage, not race, until 2015, I'm pretty sure that there was a period in between the Dukes of Hazard and Dylan Roof where the Confederate flag made a sort of transition into the Klan kind of adopted it and enjoyed it, you know, where I don't think that was a sudden light switch in 2015 where suddenly people went, oh shit, Dylan Roof likes the Confederate flag. It Dude, speaking of racism. cruelty to dogs, I'm going to go Michael Vick on my dogs right now. <laughs> I'm starting to see this guy's point of view a little more. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, it, the Confederate flag was was perfect until 2015 and, and then that was the, the turning point. I don't think so. Yeah, I kind of skim that one, but I, I would love to... Do they have audio of that recording? Because 
I'm sure they do. To me, seems like one of those things that, like, was she getting grilled on the Confederate flag, or did she plan on saying this bullshit? It look, I don't think she's. It looks like they were just having a heart to heart, and she and and I don't like this phrase. uh, What I'm about to say, it seems like she let her inner self, her inner beliefs out, where. Like she has, and I'm not accusing her of racism because that's the the next go to is to say, well, she believes this about the flag, so she's therefore racist. It seems like she grew up believing that the Confederate flag was about heritage and not racism, even though it's obvious the Confederate flag was only right. And I get that there's flag. those people that that were raised and they don't they don't you know according to them they don't think about racism right. at all it's when they see, it, but ignorant. it's just like you, you know you can't. If it, it, okay, that's that's fine until you're about twelve. Right. Okay, but then somebody shows you the movie Roots, and they're like, "See, look at the flag next to the guy beating up Kinte and making him change his name and shit." You know what I mean? Same flag, like you know. And it's like, yeah, there was a lot of shit that happened under the American flag that was very, very racist as well. But then it's like, okay, things like Martin Luther King happened under the American flag. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a mixed bag. Whereas the Confederate flag was, they were they were fighting to be their own country where they could have slavery uh, and less tariffs. I get there was tariffs as well. And then, and then it wasn't a thing anymore. It was, you know, so once somebody, there, there, there comes a certain point where if if you continue to still try to make the heritage over hate argument about that you're you're actively ignoring the the racist past that was you know i mean that that, that that's mostly what the flag stood for i'm sorry no one's thinking about tariffs when they see that fucking flag Right, and that's, I mean, Tom Petty, uh, uh, rest in peace, had the best take on it. He talked about using the Confederate flag back in the 80s on a couple tours and maybe right. an album. And I, don't I understand that society's kind of changed on well, that I'm just one. Saying he changed. Then. He's the one that said, yeah. you know what, when I did it, it was, uh, we didn't know any better, and I wish right. I'd given it more thought. But he, he said, as I grew, I realized, oh, that must have been very painful for some people. He, he just said, I didn't know any better. Now I do. That's what I did in the past. I'm not going to do it again. He didn't try and keep defending it like, no, no, I'm going to keep flying this flag. He had, he had a great response. I did it. I learned. And now I don't do it. That, that's, it's, it's that simple. It's literally that simple. And look, I, I, I do believe in, in freedom of choice. Um, I think if your small town wants to keep the Confederate flags and the Civil War statues on your courthouse... You should be able to do so. However, um, it, you got to be fair. If you leave the angry Civil War general on the horse in front of the uh, in front of the courthouse because it's part of your heritage. Which, okay, you know what? Heritage in the North, I guess, would be the Union. We don't have Union statues up, and and we won the fucking thing. So you know, just just throwing that out there. But if you want to have the statues in front of your courthouse, fine. But right next to the Civil War statue, you should be forced to build a giant Heisman Trophy statue of OJ. Just right next to it. <laughs> right next to it. And he's like, he's got one glove on in the statue, and he's like winking under his helmet. Well, like, sadly, uh-huh. I think he went to California, wasn't he? Uh, he? He played in Buffalo, so that's the north. And didn't he go to California, USC? Uh, doesn't matter. Like doesn't matter. There's sports fans everywhere. And then, and then you, you, you still. Like on his birthday and shit, you have to put up with black people showing up in OJ uniform, like jerseys, going, "What? We're just huge Bills fans." Even though we grew up in Tennessee, we uh, we love the Bills. He rushed for over two thousand yards in a season. Um, 
He's he's great. Oh, you're mad because he because he stabbed the white. Lady. But that's not all he did. That's not <laughs> all he was about was getting away with murder. He's also a proud part of our country's history. Um, what about his 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 college career? He won the Heisman. He was also a great uh, American movie actor, starring in such great classics as Naked Gun and Naked yeah, that Gun Two. Iconic Hurts and, commercial. Yes, and the Hertz commercials, and Naked Gun 3. All right, admittedly, Naked Gun 3 was the worst thing he's ever done. All right, second worst, second worst thing. <laughs> second worst, sorry, didn't mean to offend you. Happy OJ Day. That's what you... Yes, I, I, balance. That should be a saying. fucking balance. rule. That should be a Parody. fucking rule. Yes, if you keep a Confederate statue up, you should have to build an OJ statue right next to it. And then people get to show up and just pretend they're Bill's fans. Well, let's let's talk about small government, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. That's the last thing: is small government is what all libertarian wants. And noted libertarian and asshole uh, Senator Rand Paul uh, recently gave an interview where he is talking about student debt, and everyone's talking about student debt. Elizabeth Warren wants to forgive it. Other people have better ideas, uh, in my opinion, which is reduce the interest so that you know. You take out the loan, but you're not paying it for. Or hey, but, uh, fuck the interest, man. We find a way to make college cheaper. That, that shit too. is way too goddamn expensive. Well, and not only that, but I mean, I do you listen to the Malcolm Gladwell podcast? Uh, no. This goes back several seasons, so I'm going to get some shit wrong. Um, but basically, most universities, especially the big ones like Harvard and Yale, uh, but all universities, but especially the, they have endowments. They sit on gobs and gobs of money like harvard has a yeah something like a 385 million dollar endowment and that just means they just get donated money and they they hoard it they scrooge mcduck their money and yet they keep it in the basement somewhere and on jeffrey epstein's island in that yeah. little gold temple he's oh, they got invest there. it or they earn interest off it and it just grows they're basically like an investment bank and yet every year tuition goes up and they ask for more government funding and and help what the fuck do they do with the the endowment other than to grow it? What is that for? Is it paying for pensions? I don't know, but they seem to have stacks of money. But anyway, uh, Rand Paul says that people with student debt should pay off the loans using their 401k because, uh, yeah, plan for that future retirement by not having anything to retire on because you paid off your student loan using your 401k. That That's his idea of handling the student debt crisis is fuck your retirement just pay off your debt and then i don't know work at mcdonald's when you're 80 yeah that's that's pretty wild man i i don't i don't get anybody who talks about the the student loan issue that doesn't fucking go into the the costs of tuition and textbooks sorry that's the fucking you know that's what the well, loan especially is for textbooks that get uh altered every year where it's like okay, dude this is algebra one. has not changed since a fucking little greek dude in a toga wrote that shit in the in in the dirt with a stick and then it got copied onto scrolls okay you don't need a 500 dollars textbook that this teacher just wrote last year with the same shit that the greek dude discovered well, I'm saying not just that, but not only do you need the expensive textbook, but I remember the fact that, uh, say, uh, the, you, you're a freshman and you have to buy this science book, and then when you go to resell it, it's valueless because the next year, volume two is coming out because they changed one paragraph, and the teacher requires, the professor requires, you buy volume two because of that different paragraph. So the the resale market was just shit because they were constantly, quote, updating the books, even though they weren't really updating them. Like, it, it was not an entire new book. They would just change a paragraph here or just call it volume two or the, you know, the next year version 
creating constant value uh, valuelessness in in the previous edition. They they just update the editions and then fucking you have to keep buying them. It it is absolutely absurd and especially considering, I mean. If you get all these universities to buy these fucking textbooks, they're automatic bestsellers. You, you, what does it cost to print one of these books? Five dollars, ten dollars, and you're charging two hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars. Right, because you have absurd. you have something called a monopoly, something that the small government guys are supposed to want to fucking break up. And a captive up, market, but, a monopoly, and a captive yeah. market. You tell the right. students you have to buy this book. That doesn't matter. I can't wait for some nineteen-year-old hero to come along and figure out a way to break into the the storage facilities at the bookstores and and creates an app that he charges a dollar for, where he just has every single page of every single one of these books on there. Uh, kind of like how uh, an updated version of Cliff's Notes, where you could just yes. uh, that would be awesome. Just free textbooks on 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 the phone, because dude, books. I read those on my phone, man. Like I don't. I don't buy printed books. I haven't done that in years. I I still read printed books, but I go to the library. I, I, I was an English major in college, and I think it took me two moves where I'm like, why the fuck am I moving these boxes of books? And after that, it was like, oh, I can just go to the library and get them and give them back. Even that, the I got the book at the library, even that's an old guy thing to say, man. You know? It is. I, every, every time... I, I, met, I we have beautiful public libraries in New York. They yeah, they fucking they're great. They look like museums, dude. But that being said, every time I'm on the subway and some some jerk off uh, millennial is teaching their toddler how to walk on the stairs of the subway during rush hour or something, and, and we're all fucking just just waiting behind them. I always want to go up. The, well, first I want to kill them, but then when I calm down, I'm like, I want to go up now and politely just say, hey, why don't you teach them to walk on less busy stairs like the library? Nobody reads anymore, <laughs> and the people that do read download fucking apps, and they steal the books. So go to the library. Go to the library and interact with the homeless. Yes. All right, kids. JakeVevra.com, NathanTimmel.com. Tell your friends to listen. Tell your friends to review. You should review. And uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Later. Later.